Hi, welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards Podcast. <laughs> Jackie, you're a chipper. <laughs> the week Hi. of March 31, nice, 2014. This is episode 225, and I'm Chris Bevelo, president of Mar- uh, Interval. <laughs> president of marketing. <laughs> president of marketing in Forever. general. <laughs> president of Interval, we're the healthcare marketing firm that puts on the podcast. With me today, laughing at my expense, are... <laughs> Jackie Olson, account manager with Interval. And Adam Meyer, principal at Interval. Sorry. It's okay. Just your attempts at new intros crack me up every time. Die. (laughs) I didn't do that. I didn't do a cam intro. Hi, ladies, ladies, man. (laughs) That was good. It was fine. That's it. That's all we got. (laughs) Till next week. Let's just do intros all day. The intro. Hey, first impression is everything. And if that's the case, then anybody who's listening for the first time has now left the podcast. <laughs> All right. So uh, we have some updates. We have a couple good stories to get to. Um, let's start with updates. First, a little bit about what's going on with us in the upcoming uh, couple months. I'd say, yeah. Uh, speaking, I'm going to be around the country. So if you're in any of these venues, would love to meet with you if you're going to come to the event or just have coffee or something. Um, actually, speaking at an organization at the begin at the end of April, who shall remain nameless, but it's a large one. So <laughs> if you're part of that organization, so if you want to have coffee, know. you know. Work? If you're part of it, you know. You know, I'm going to be there. Uh, we're going to be at the forum. Healthcare Marketing Strategist, which has an official name, the... Healthcare Marketing Strategies and Physician Summit. Nice. Something like that. Which runs through April 30th to uh, May 2nd. Uh, I am presenting a workshop on the new healthcare marketing paradigm. It's my theme for the year, paradigm. <laughs> G is silent. Paradigm. I like paradigm better. That's on Friday, so please stick around for that. And we have branding at the bars, mm-hmm. as per usual, on the night of April 30th, the first night. Mm-hmm. Right after the exhibit hall reception, I believe. Yes. If you're not familiar with branding at the bar, it's basically a networking event where it's all about fun. It's not about us. It's about fun. So we have drinks, we have food, and we have an awesome trivia game. That is the talk of the conference every year. <laughs> it is. It is. Because you have laughs. the chance to win one of four iPad minis. Is that what we're doing this year? Yeah. Nice. Those go over well. iPad minis. People I like them. A, I want an iPad mini. You can't play. I know. <laughs> Families, fam- relatives, and friends aren't allowed to play. Uh, then the following week, I'm going to be in Washington, D.C., speaking at the, let's see if I get this right, the National Behavioral Health Association annual conference. This thing is huge, massive. Like the keynote speakers, not me, it's Hillary Clinton. Oh, and her? Joe Biden is going to be there, and it's just massive, massive. So I'll be speaking on branding at that on Monday, May 5th. I will be in Charlottesville, Virginia, the 21st of May, to speak at the Virginia Society for Healthcare Marketing and Public Relations Conference doing the Joe Public Does Not Care About Your Hospital bit, which is always fun and entertaining. So if you're going to be at any of those venues, please look me up. Also, 
Got a webinar coming out from Shushmid. A webcast. Mm. Now, I don't know what the difference between a webcast and a webinar is, Adam. My guess, I don't know. My mm. guess is that a webcast is just a broadcast where you are invited to watch. In a webinar, maybe you are allowed to participate in some level, ask questions. Oh. That would be my guess. That's my guess. So this is a webcast okay. because uh, I think Shishim has changed how they do webcast webinars where most webinars are just what you describe, where people, they pay to attend. Like a speaking event, it's just online and you can mm-hmm. contribute questions and sometimes even talk to the people. This is a webcast that's going to be recorded and I think released near the end of April or beginning of May. So okay. if you sign up for it, you don't actually sit there at noon on some time and listen. You just get the webinar, the recorded webcast. You have access to it at any time. But you can't attend, too, if you want, right? No, I don't think so. Oh. I don't think they even have it scheduled to attend. I think it's just available after a certain point. Got it. But you okay. still have to register for it and all that kind of stuff. At least that's how I understand it. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Oh, a couple more updates. Don't forget to check out our new website. This will be the last mm-hmm. time we faff about that. <laughs> but we actually, we just want to hear your feedback. We still have some enhancements we have to make, uh, mm-hmm. but it's an all new design. It's mobile friendly. I think mobile friendly is the wrong word. It's mobile optimized. It's responsive. Mobile, mobile friendly makes it sound like it kind of works with mobile, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, kind yeah. of- it's in love with mobile. It's not mobile friendly. That's a friend. It goes beyond friendship. Yeah, it goes yeah. way beyond. <laughs> The friend with benefits. Joined us. Wow. <laughs> nice. It's a second. Wow. <laughs> website. And then finally, one last update. Uh, this is an update on our last podcast where we um, did not have pleasant things to say primarily about the Mayo Clinic sponsorship of our Minnesota links because of how it was being uh Executed, which is a giant Mayo Clinic on the front of the WMBA logo, mm-hmm. uh, which we thought was going too far, and we were all up in arms. And then we got pictures from people around the country saying, "This is the norm. Get on board, yeah. <laughs> Hello, wake up to the WMBA." So uh, Chris Boyer, uh, who used to work at Innova Health System, sent us a picture of uh, the team in Washington D.C., which the name escapes me now, uh, but they have Innova Health System on the front. It's not as big. As Mayo Clinic, yeah. Uh, Adam, you pointed out it's a longer name, so it can't be. But it's in the same position, right above the number. Um, but then Larry Asher, our friend at Worker B uh, out in Seattle, sent us the Seattle Storm uniform, which says, "Is it Bing? Bing? Mm-hmm. Bing? The the search big. engine for it is big for Microsoft, and big it's Bing. massive. Yeah. So just like Mayo Clinic, it looks like the Bing looks like they're playing for Bing. Team right? Bing. Team Bing. Team Bing. <laughs> yeah. So I guess. A, I would say it does answer maybe the question that they need the money because clearly this is a trend, not a mirage. Right. Right. Uh, still doesn't change the fact that it's just blatant weirdness in my mind. Yeah, it still is. It's weird. just now more of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. That's all you got. That's all I got. <laughs> Adam's. Adam's. Whatever floats your boat. Silent yeah. but deadly. Well, today. I don't know. I don't know if it's. I don't know if I. If I just need to. I mean, we we find it acceptable in some sports you know where it's always been the case like nascar or whatever although well i I won't i was just about to pose the question but is nascar really a sport but i don't want to offend (laughs) anyone i know i know i know i know that's why you didn't Um, go there (laughs) yeah uh yeah so i don't know it's just it's like you know we find it acceptable in some places and not acceptable in others and it's kind of like is that hypocritical yeah yeah i don't know we're sensitive about our our 
sponsorships and not sensitive in the sense that they have a role and they have a, you have to think about the context. And mm-hmm. I mean, a few years ago I ripped on a system out of South Dakota because they had a giant banner hung on the target center oh, overlooking right. target field, the new baseball stadium for the Minnesota twins. And I'm, and it looked crappy. It was just like this big <clears throat> giant white banner, like somebody's picnic banner. Yeah. They freaking hung it up on the, on the roof and, I'm like, A, the Timberwolves are horrible. You really want to associate yourself with them. B, you're causing controversy because the Twins don't like it because you're cheating them out of their sponsorship. It was during the playoffs, and it was a prominent – it was like off yeah, the – I remember that. Outside of the Twins stadium, but visible because it's an outdoor stadium. Right. Right over the target dog. So it was like if you're trying to come into the Twin Cities, you're kind of stepping on toes to do it. But So you got to think about these things. Mm-hmm. I mean, the other thing, too, is NASCAR cars have a lot more real estate. You know, I mean, when you're dealing with just like a jersey on someone, it's just way more in your face. I mean, obviously, NASCAR cars are in your face with all their sponsorships and stuff, but it's, yeah. Although the guys step out of the cars and they're a walking billboard as well with their uh, it's true. suits on. Yeah, I mean, the other part of that is just, that's the way it's always been. That's so it's thing. not like we're just kind of used to it. But right. you see mm-hmm. uh, what we would, I don't WMA is not a major sport, but it's a spinoff of a major sport. When you see that yeah. happen at that level, you go, oh, that's not the way it's yeah. been. I don't yeah. like change. <laughs> this <laughs> yeah. is uncomfortable to me. <laughs> okay, so speaking of change, we have an article posted on our new website. We no longer have a blog. Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah. You know, the content's not gone, right. but we don't, yeah. We, don't we have never a had a blog. Let's be yeah, fair. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> we called it a blog. And in the beginning, maybe it was more of a blog, but it really wasn't a blog. No. I remember Adam trying to trying to say, you know, this isn't really a blog. This is like 2009. <laughs> I'm like, we should have a blog. I remember that. I could post these things and you're like, this isn't really a blog. Because it wasn't like, you know, an everyday post that was really personal. They were, they were pieces of content, articles is what we call them. Right. 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 So we have those still, and we're going to be posting those probably more frequently than we have to this mm-hmm. point, at least monthly, when we've been slipping on that. But it's no, we're beyond the idea that this is a blog in the, in the real sense of it. Uh, but we have a new article that's on the website, you'll be able to find. And it's, it was really driven by, uh, I'm going to set it up, Adam, and then I'm going to let you kind of hit the topic, because I think you, you can speak to this better than me. I was at a conference recently listening to uh, a few marketing consultants, uh, and one of them is a guy that I've followed for years and I really respect him. And he, he was talking about how do you use thought leadership and how do you use content marketing? And somebody brought up SEO and said, well, what, you know, how important is SEO in helping you build, use your content marketing, leverage it and build a following. And he, he kind of went off the deep end a little bit. And this guy's, he's a little bit known for that. I mean, he's, he's been around for years. He knows his bleep and he's not afraid to speak his mind. Mm-hmm. And so he basically said, SEO, F-SEO, except for he didn't say S. Valuable content drives search results, not a bunch of tricks. Google changed their search engine or their search page rank algorithms about 120 times last year. You think you can stay ahead of that? No way. So F-SEO. That was his message. And so I thought about that. And I'm like, this dovetails with a couple things. One, you're actually seeing a lot of stuff out there about what we're going to talk about, which is people need to think about SEO differently. Mm-hmm. But we're also getting a lot of questions from clients and people in the industry about it. And they're, they're a little tied up in knots because they're unsure about the best way to approach it or its impact or, God forbid, its ROI. 
Um, and we've kind of had a stance on SEO for quite some time that's been consistent. And I think the good news is our perspective is where most of the industry seems to be gravitating towards. And that's what this article is about. And you want to give a little bit of background on that, Adam? What we go on to say about the idea of screw S- should should you screw SEO? That's the question that's set up. Should you just blow it off? Well, first, it's, it's just physically impossible. So we'll, we'll start there. <laughs> I don't know. With with Oculus Rift, there's well, a Facebook lot that's owns, possible now that wasn't possible well, before. Well, Facebook just bought Oculus Rift. Do you hear that? For $2 uh, billion. Dollars. Yes, what well, is I that know. now? Or is that's it virtual just, reality for gaming and so, other okay. uses. If you could ever screw SEO. No. It would be through the Oculus Rift. <laughs> nice. Right right of the Oculus Rift. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> There are a lot of changes. I mean, there have been every year Google changes tons of stuff about their algorithms with the goal of improving search results. I mean, their their end goal, aside from making money off advertising, is to deliver deliver to you, the searcher, what you're searching for, the best possible results. So they last year they really cracked down on a number of well, in the industry, you'd call them kind of gray or black hat tactics, things that you shouldn't be doing because they're they're just kind of tricks to try to get they yourself. They go against They them. go against what SEO should be, which is actually producing good content, the kind that people want to find. Because um, I think we all know, right. anybody who's used a search engine knows that it is, it's frustrating to find what you want sometimes. I mean, you find crap. You find something that looks like it's probably what you want, and then you click on it, it is not what you want. So here's yeah. an example, and this isn't, this is an SEO tactic well maybe it is content farms sure so these were websites that created just like answers to like you know what's the best way to raise tomatoes and they'd be like a little answer um and the content sucked but the primary purpose of it was to build search results right Right. and they did it in a way that that google finally came out and said okay we're going to shift our algorithm in certain ways to discount those kind of sites or an example you've brought up adam is where people Hey, and we get this request every once in a while. Hey, we love your website. You've got some great content in your blog. We would love to put our content on your website and pay you for that. Mm-hmm. So basically, we're we're getting paid to allow somebody to put content on our site, and then they link back to their site. Right. And that <clears throat> link back should theoretically improve their search results. Mm-hmm. That is something Google does not like. So in other words, the, Google, the search results aren't improving because people like the content they're improving because somebody's been paid to right. elevate the value gaming of the system because inbound links in, inbound links and and the quality of those links is a big factor in determining your your rank today that remains true uh, despite all the changes that happened last year that were to combat these uh, questionable and just outright bad tactics that people were implementing um, you know some things remain the same and one of those is inbound links because inbound links quality inbound links is certainly still a metric a good metric yeah. of the quality of your content. Um, and some of that is social media is impacting that, uh, the, whatever, you know, we don't, we don't know the specifics about it, but the experts seem to agree that social media is having an increasing impact, uh, the number of links coming in, the, uh, the follower followership, is that the right word? The, uh, sure. Quantity mm-hmm. of your followers. The likership. Um, yeah. There's, there's a number of the likership. There's a number of, of factors that are, they're kind of some, some people are referring to those as social signals that impact your SEO. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, in this article, we just talk talk about that kind of the shift, and also just talking about how you know the 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 positive side of all these changes is that the focus is really while that while it still makes sense to to 
optimize certain things in the background of your content, you know, making sure you've got the proper you know, descriptive page titles that align with your content, page descriptions that align with your content. Um, but it's all now about the content. I mean, the fr- first and foremost, the focus that Google is, Google is placing much more emphasis on the content, your content, than they were in the past. Not that they didn't pay attention to it, not that it didn't factor in, um, but a lot of the tricks that you could use really mm-hmm. had more influence than they should have. Uh, so they've cracked right. down on that. Uh, so the, yeah, the article that we put out is really, it's, it's a nice conversation um, between uh, Chris and I and uh, Chris Boyer about, uh, you know, where, where the SEO, where SEO, the practice of SEO is, is, is now and where it's, you know, where it's heading. So. Well, and wouldn't you say, Adam, that it's, it's always been about content. I mean, I think search results are always, have always been driven primarily, first and foremost, about content. The SEO industry has expanded to try to game that system, to try to create okay. shortcuts, uh, to try to, um, and not all of them are bad. So that's the black hat is where you're, you're trying to create short, you're trying to cheat the system where it's like, well, we don't have great content, so we're going to cheat the system. So we still end up high right. in the search results. Um, but the example I'll use, and it's fapping and self, self-congratulatory, but this has been this way for the last few years. If you search hospital unified branding, our paper comes up. Uh, our paper was written in 2000. You could just search hospital branding. I think three. we're number three for that. Yeah, so it's it's still no, it's number one right now when I search for it. And obviously that changes over right. time. We've done, I'm going to say, next to nothing from an SEO standpoint, right. meaning we haven't like implemented, you know, I, I think for years we probably didn't have anything, any kind of keyword mm-hmm. optimization, any meta tag stuff. We have the basics in there. Right, they're the basics are um, all along. But the reason it's at the top it's because it's content that people have valued over time and can still value, right. still download, still read, still talk still about. Still link to. Still link to. People still source it in their own papers. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think, where you say it, it makes it, in some ways it's simpler because now you know that, okay, look, there are some things we can do, but let's not lose focus of what really matters, which is great content. Right. right. The, but, the, but the downside of it, which is really not a downside, it's just the reality, is there are no shortcuts. Right. You, 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 there's no longer like, how do we get to the top of the search? Let's pay these people gobs of money to game the system, even though that might not have worked or might have worked because a lot of times that stuff did work up until Google caught wind and then chopped you off the knees and you were penalized either intentionally or, you know, implicitly mm-hmm. and your search results dropped. That happened a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you have to do the hard work of actually creating good, creating content. good content and right. not just like one paper 10 years ago, but consistently over time mm-hmm. with the content strategy behind it and knowing your audience and constantly delivering value. Right. That's in the end what people are pulled to. That's what they'll refer to. That's what they'll share. That's what they'll link to. That's where you get good content. Yeah. Or good results. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. I mean, in the end, I think that makes it easier to understand. You can, if you're, you question why your search results suck you know, before you'd question, well, are we, are we optimizing this stuff enough in the background? Are the title tags right? Are our meta descriptions perfect? Uh, you know, those things are still, they're still good to do, but they, they're, they're not what's going to get you to the top. Getting to the top now is, is giving a crap about what you're putting out there, you know, right? And creating good content. Right. So our article kind of just, it actually, we should mention, it's a, it's a conversation between Adam and myself and Chris Boyer from mm-hmm. North Shore LIJ, who also knows quite a bit about this stuff. And, uh, it's just our perspective that, hey, should you screw SEO, basically, to the, the consultant's point who sparked this whole 
discussion. Um, you know, theoretically, you could just say, yeah, we're not going to do anything with SEO and as long as we deliver great content. You should certainly do some minimal things. It doesn't, if you do it wrong, it can hurt you, but it should help you to put in proper page titles and, and page descriptions mm-hmm. and that type of thing. But in the end, it really comes down to how you define SEO. You know, if, if SEO to you is all about the technical things that you do and that's all you're worried about, then you're you're misguided. You really, really should be focused more on content first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't polish a turd. Well, the, the metaphor I use is, yeah, I, use, I don't say polish a turd, but I say, you know, the SEO that a lot of people focus on is like trying to polish the wheels on the caboose to make the train go faster. You know, that's going to help. Is there something dirty in what I just said? <laughs> no, not at all. I'm still yes, laughing. Yes, there is. I'm laughing at the turd. Because <laughs> I threw caboose new... out there in the same no. like two minutes the turd was also thrown around. I'm, no, I'm just stuck on the turd. If you've got a turd stuck on your caboose, you want to polish it. <laughs> Or to move on faster. You that can't, should the be myth, the article title. The, the Mythbusters. <laughs> on the caboose. The, the turds caboose on turds. the caboose go round and round. The Mythbusters actually disprove that. You can polish a turd if you have the right kind of fecal matter. Seriously? Yeah. God, they're oh. really stretching these days. Wow, yeah. They're struggling for content themselves, huh? I think that was a user-submitted one. They do those every once in a while. That's not really a myth. Well, yeah, that's, that's a just a saying. It's an Aesop fable. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the Bible. <laughs> well, it makes no sense. Lo and Joseph said, but the main he point. turned, it is rough <laughs> and hewn in a unshiny hewn. manner. Hewn? Hewn. Hewn turns. H-E-W-N. I don't even know what it means, but I think it used appropriately. It means put together, doesn't it? Hewn, hanged, poured artisan, artesian bread. Oh, no, that's just a company. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, yeah, you know, I mean, it makes no sense to to, to get in there and, and and optimize the technical side of content that's lacking, right? Because right. or the train, your your search train is not going to go any faster by polishing the caboose wheels. You need a stronger engine. Yes, that's your content powered by turds. <laughs> Hue means felled and roughly shaped by hewing, or given a rough surface. Nice definition. <laughs> High means to be somewhere high. Yes. I cl- I was looking up definitions to something earlier this week on Google, and I had to literally click through. I had to, like, drill back down to the source word. You know, it was, like, a plural, and then it was to, to do something, to be something, and then finally get down to the something. I was so pissed by the time I got to the actual definition. Turds, multiple of turd. Turd, to make a turd. Yes. <laughs> turd. Turding. Turdent. I feel turdent. All right, gosh, we are just horrible Anywho. people. All right, let's move on. Uh, mobile ad market. This probably isn't a shocker. I don't know. Maybe it's a shocker in some ways. Uh, article in Digilent. <laughs> Who reads Digilent? Hello? <laughs> I, I don't. All right, what's that? <laughs> we don't know where, where this came from. It just landed in our inbox. Um. The smart brief for healthcare marketers. Oh, sure. Digilent. <laughs> Let's, well, who's behind Digilent? Can we find out, please? Jackie, that's your mission while I'm talking about this. Digilent. Who and or what is Digilent? The email marketing is powered by List Track. Okay, so this is a story. It says, driven by Facebook and Google, mobile ad market soars 105% in 2013. Uh, quote, last year, global mobile ad spending increased 105.0% to total $17.96 billion, 
according to a new figure from eMarketer. In 2014, mobile is on pace to rise another 75% to $31.45 billion, accounting for nearly one quarter of total digital ad spending worldwide. So it's really hard to make sense of these numbers because, you know, what's a billion mean? I have no idea. The, the thing that stands out to me there most is that in 2014, mobile ad spending will be one quarter of all digital ad spending worldwide, which I guess that's impressive. We hear that it's not impressive. It's lagging. I mean, if you want to be contrarian, it's lagging, right? I mean, we know that more than one quarter of the people access the Internet from mobile devices. So mm-hmm. you would think that it would be correlated with, well, if, if nearly half the people, which is, I think, where it's at, access the Internet from mobile device, then half the ad spending should be there. But I think what that shows you is that it's difficult. There's not as many options for ad spending. I mean, there's just not as many channels. Uh, you know, Obviously, on a normal desktop website, you've got a lot of real estate to stick a bunch of display ads. If you did that on a mobile optimized right. site, it would... There would be no site. It'd be all banner ads. ads. Yeah, yeah um, that's true. So it may never get to the point that I'm talking about. So maybe I'm I was being too harsh. Mm-hmm. The other thing I can't make sense of is whether soaring 105 percent. Normally, that's a doubling. By the way, normally when something doubles, that's right. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. So I guess that's impressive. What's interesting in here is that 75 percent of the additional money that went to mobile in 2013. So the, I don't know, the doubling. So you went to 2012, in 2013 you doubled the amount. Mm -hmm. So that amount that got spent, that doubling, the extra amount, three quarters of that is to two websites, Facebook and Google. And it's interesting to see how Facebook has rocketed yes up in 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 revenue beyond uh, not beyond google but faster than google they're growing uh, yeah. in revenue for mobile ad spending faster than google is i mean they they they're they're figuring it out faster than google's figuring it they out they are figuring it out how to monetize their their platform when it comes to mobile yes and i just read something we should find this article to talk about in a future podcast that facebook is going to start clamping down on free do you want to call it free brand building from organizations. So basically like if you're if you have a if you have a company page on Facebook, they're going to start throttling back when you post something on your company page how frequently that's seen by your followers. Unless you really? pay? Yeah, well, no. Oh. No, well that maybe, but their their explicit reason for that is that people don't want to see that from brands which I think is interesting. People follow a brand, they do want to see it. I think it's because it, it basically is extortion. They may not, you may not be able to pay more to get more frequency of your posts, but it will force you to pay more for advertising. Because if you want to get the same right, awareness true. out there, you're not going to get it from just the natural posts. Unless you boost them. But that's paying to. But that's, that's paying. Average, paying to. Right. So they're, so they're basically but, throttling back your free exposure through Facebook. And, I mean, your alternative is going to be to boost those posts or to advertise. But in some cases, don't you consider, like, bans on Facebook? 
I mean, that's still like a company page they've created, right? I mean, bands. Yeah, like um, musicians. I don't know how they define who's a org and who isn't. Well, I'm just saying that some some of those people you actually do want to hear from on a more consistent. They're playing in your town or something. Yeah, unless they've got an algorithm set up to help determine what's relevant and what's irrelevant. That's true. Or I mean. That was a weird thing you just pulled out. What about bands, yo? <laughs> the man's well, clamping just, down on the bands. Well, there, and there are some. I want to hear I'm, from Sarah McLaughlin when she's coming into town, man. I'm just thinking that some companies and brands I would actually want to hear about it. Yeah, hear yeah. from well, is my yeah. Point. Like as a guitarist, I mean, I, I get I I like Google, both Google and Fender, and they both actually post yeah, pictures, really cool pictures of guitars fairly often, and I, I enjoy seeing those when they come across. I mm-hmm. like them, and so I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah, kind of make me sad if those stopped coming through as they do. And I'm the same right. way. I've, I've been starting to use my Facebook feed as like an RSS feed. Mm-hmm. Like all of the websites that now I, I I go to regularly, and there's about 10 maybe or a dozen. Mm-hmm. Esquire, Grantland, you know, these are all media sites um, that post oh, sure. content in the, in the format I like and the, in the, you know, the tone and the voice I like or the, the kind of things I like. I've been following them on Facebook because that's where I learned that there's a new story. Right. Mm -hmm. Is it coming across my Facebook page? And I find myself now coming to stories as frequently through Facebook to those sites as me just going there and surfing when I'm killing Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. And well, and same with the, um, the trending that it shows on the side. Sometimes that's alerted me to things that are happening that I've, didn't know. I've noticed that, that, but it still, it fails to like capture my attention very often, but I have seen it. Yeah, I mean, I don't go there for it per right, se, but right. if I see it, it's kind of like, oh, you mean Gwyneth Paltrow broke up with Chris Martin? <laughs> my God, you're behind the times. This just happened a few days ago. I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> I know so, my celeb stuff. So we just share that with you because just more proof that mobile's growing, and you should be exploring mobile advertising options um, rather than hand sanitizer options, if I can say that. <laughs> That's like a growing thing. I hear that everywhere. People spending a lot of money to put their hospital logo on hand sanitizers. Really? Yeah. Somebody's created a, an amazing platform for hospital brands. They know our clients too well. And so I, hmm. I, I can tell you that in the last, since the beginning of the year, I've probably heard of or talked to at least a half dozen hospital organizations or healthcare organizations that are considering putting money into that as a significant marketing strategy. Now, is it just the hand sanitizer that that they have all around the hospital or no, 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 it's out in the community. So they basically, somebody's created like these freestanding hand sanitizers that you would put up like at a farmer's market or at a train station or something. You're not talking about like the single ones like Adam has down there. No, 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 no. These are like out in public. Got it. Okay. Interesting. And so then you put your hospital and you're like, now you're stand for cleanliness and health. Um, where I also think you stand for dirty hands and bacteria because that's <laughs> what I'm thinking of when I say my hands. <laughs> but it's also just a classic, like, it's just another billboard. That's, mm-hmm. that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's just a billboard with soap in it. So that's why I'm so disparaging <laughs> of the concept. I mean, seriously, somebody sat down and said, how can we soak our, these hospitals for more money? Because we can't build more billboards. That's restricted. That's regulated. But we can create hand sanitizer, freestanding hand sanitizer units and sell them across the country. Well, that's the first I've heard of that. Kudos. Whoever, I'm sure the company that will now hate me 
they can they can join get in line with all the other companies I rip on that are not helping our clients. We're making a lot of money doing so. We've condensed the words at our house now, so it's no longer hand sanitizer because that takes a little too long to say. We call it hand sanitizer. Nice. How about Hanny Sanny? No. <laughs> what are you like, Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> Tigger, pass the Hanny Sanny. <laughs> All right, we better wrap it up there. We are really segueing. Yeah. Way off. All right. So for the arrogant healthcare marketing hand sanitizer bastards, this is Chris Pavlo. Jackie Olson. And Adam Meyer. We will talk to you next week.